May God's grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you feeling new today? Alive and new? Because the Word of God breathes into us the wonderful message, for if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. All this is from God who has reconciled us to himself through his Son. We're a new creation every day. We are resurrection people. We are people who have been baptized into the death of Christ so that we might be raised to newness of life and that we might live in the power of the Spirit at work within us. That's what Paul's talking about in the book of Galatians, but to get us started, I'd like to, there we go, (laughs) I'd like to get uh, back to the beginning for a moment. The Bible starts off with uh, this simple phrase, in the beginning, and it goes on to describe how God, Creator God, made all things by the word of His mouth. He breathed into creation and into ultimately the crown of His creation, man and woman. He breathed into them the breath of life. And that breathing in is what God is doing to each one of us and for each one of us each and every day. He's breathing into us once again today the new life, the new creation, the good news that what was once true of us is no longer true of us. Because the old has passed away, and the new has come, and this is God's marvelous work for us. But we also know that Satan came along into that wonderful relationship in which God walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Satan came along, and he threw up a challenge to that Word of God. Did God actually say? And then he offered them a lie to replace the promise. You will be like God. They were already like God. They were already created in the image of God. They already had the likeness of God in them. They had the identity of God in them. But Satan came along to challenge that word of God, and and he comes into our lives every day to do the same thing to us, to challenge that word of God, to challenge that new life that we have in Jesus. And that's exactly what was going on in the Galatian congregation. There were people who had come into the Galatian congregation, and they were challenging the Word of God that had been presented to the Galatians, Christians, and that had given them new life and hope in Jesus, and that resulted in these people being tools of Satan to attack, to attack the new identity that the Galatian Christians had. And so Paul is reminding them and teaching them again and teaching us along with them that it is 
only by the grace and power of God and the working of the Spirit and the breathing of new life into us that we are a new creation. And so the attack that we saw in Galatians was uh, in the first part of the epistle reading where Paul reminds them, now before faith, and he's assuming that they understand that he's talking about faith in Christ. If you look at the whole epistle, he uses that phrase many times. So before faith for him is kind of a little shorthand. Faith means, of course, faith in Christ. Before that came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith in Christ would be revealed. So Paul, first of all, points out to them, as he's pointing out to us, to people who are saints of God, alive in Jesus Christ, God's new creation, at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Dallas, Texas, that the coming of Christ is the central fulfilling of everything that is necessary for us to be and to live as that new creation in Christ Jesus. He tells us that God's Son, Jesus the Christ, restores our identity. Every day we are to be restored in that that new identity that we are in Christ, we're to be restored as that new creation. And we are to wake up with that kind of sense of, wow, look what God's done for us again today. He's made me new. He's made me his child. He's assured me of that. He's breathed into me that good news. And he did it all through the redeeming work of Jesus. And so Paul writes to us as he's bringing the Galatian Christians back to the fullness of Christ. He says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, to redeem all people, to pay the price for everyone that we could be a new creation where the old has gone and the new has come. And it's all because of what Christ and the indwelling Spirit has done in us. Well, on the front of your bulletin, you've got uh, a picture of a triangle. I like to use a triangle sometimes as I diagram some of what God is saying to me through the Word of God because, well... The triangle, first of all, is a symbol that we use for God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But it also helps me to uh, think about cause and effect. So this new identity that is established in Christ Jesus, the cause, of course, is God. He is always the cause. He is always the one who initiates all things, who uh, initiates relationship with us. He is always the one coming to us. He is always the one breathing in us new life. He sent forth His Son. 
That's the restored identity piece. That the Son of God came for the purpose of restoring what had been taken away, our identity in Christ, in the Father, in the Holy Spirit. And he did this by coming in our stead, being born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem, save, forgive, restore identity. One of the wonderful truths that we have as Lutheran Christians is that we know that in our baptism into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into Christ's very identity. That's why Martin Luther often said Christians should begin their day remembering their baptism, making the sign of the cross, reminding themselves of what God has done to make them new once again, to remind us that the old has passed away and the new has come, and God has done this for us so that we might live out His new creation. So the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Paul says, adopted us into our creation identity, making us a new creation. We have friends that uh, have adopted a little boy. He's three years old, and he's already in his young life had about uh, more health issues than some people uh, would want to consider even possible for a little three-year-old to have. But they've adopted him into their family, so they have four other children, but Isaac gets the same care, the same love, the same effort put into him being made well that they put into all of their children. They pray over him like they pray over their other children. They give him the best medical treatment that they can find just as they do their other children. In every way, Isaac is fully a part of their family. But one thing that they cannot give him, and it may in fact be part of the cause of his medical issues is, they can't give him their DNA. Their other four kids are healthy. Isaac has these physical struggles. They can't give him the basic building blocks of health that their other children have through birth into their family. They can't pass on that DNA. And this is the amazing difference between what we talk about as adoption and what we have in Jesus Christ. Because in Jesus Christ, the adoption that we receive as sons 
brings us into not only the family of God, like Isaac is brought into his human family, but God actually instills within us his own nature. We are not just children of God by adoption into the family of God. We are children of God by being breathed into with with the fullness of God, with the whole nature of God, with, if you would, for the sake of an illustration, we have God's DNA in us. We have the very living presence and power of everything that God has given and done for us is within us. And that's why Paul says, and because you are sons, identity, sons like Jesus is a son, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So we cry out, Abba, Father, we say, our Father, in every sense of the word. Just as Adam and Eve could say God was their father before sin entered, we say God is our Father through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. And we have the privilege then of walking and talking with God each day as he continues to breathe into us. And that's a part of our inheritance. We are uh, sons and daughters and heirs. We have the full inheritance of everything that God has done for us through Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's an amazing, wonderful relationship that we are privileged to have because of God's great work in our lives. And so the new covenant that we have through faith in Jesus Christ, again, is God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit always being the initiator of that, that we might receive what? Adoption as sons, as children, that we might have our identity. You know, John talks about this and he says, See what love the Father has poured out upon us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And that's why we're a new creation, and that's why we wake up every day and we say, wow, I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of eternal life. I've got everything I need to live my life today to the praise and glory of God because God has poured it into my life. God has made me new. God empowers that newness. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, then breathes into us that relationship of calling God, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Father. And with that, we don't live as slaves any longer. That's old covenant. That's the stuff that, as a new creation, it says, 
That's the past. We leave that in the past. But instead, we live as heirs. We live under the new covenant. And the power then of that new identity that we have from God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is that through the Father's love that He has given to us, that calls us children of God, He then sends us out to find the rest of His family. You realize that every person around here Jesus paid the price for. They're sons and daughters of God that don't know it. They're sons and daughters of God who need to be told, need to be shared with what God has done for them. They're sons and daughters of God that the Father desperately wants to belong to His family. And he sends us with that amazing message of reconciliation. We get the privilege of telling people that, you know what? You've got a heavenly father who loves you amazingly and who wants to make you a new creation. We see what that looks like in the gospel reading today. A guy who was loaded up with demons and out of his mind is brought into the family of God. And the old is gone. And he finally gets in his right mind because he gets in the mind of being a new creation in Christ Jesus. What a privilege we have to be agents of reconciliation, to be on God's mission And what a privilege we have to know that God is at work through us to make that happen. That's why Jesus said, serve as I have served you. Be about following me that I might through you reach the rest of God's family with the good news that they are a new creation, that the old has passed away, the new has come. This is God's work and God's doing. So what hinders this from happening? What I've been seeing more and more in my latter years is how Satan attacks identity how Satan tries to beat us down, how Satan tries to take away from us the good news of Jesus, just like he tried to take it away from the Galatian Christians. He tries to get us to think like, I can't do that. Well, wait a second, the Word of God that's been breathed into you and me says, I can do all things in Christ who gives me the strength. So is it the Word of God or is it the lie that we're going to believe, that we're going to live with. The Word of God tells us, I'm ready to work through you. I'm ready to accomplish my purposes through you. 
I'm ready to reach my lost family through you. And I've given you everything you need for that to happen. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan tries to take that away. He tries to get us to think that we can't do it. He tries to get us to think that we don't know enough. He tries to get us to think all kinds of thoughts. But that's not the Word of God. God has breathed into us everything that we need. He tries to take away the Word of God. Did God actually say? He tried the same thing with Jesus. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, there's no if. You and I are the sons and daughters of God. Don't let Satan put an if in there. Don't let Satan take away the amazing word of God's grace. Paul said to the Galatian Christians, don't be foolish, basically. Having begun in the Spirit, having begun with the Spirit of God being breathed in you, don't think that somehow now you have to do it on your own. That's the flesh. No. Keep looking at the one who's done it all for you. Keep looking at the one who's done everything necessary for you and me that we might have life and godliness and power for mission in the world today. So here I suggest to you some action steps. Remember each morning and throughout the day, your identity, it comes from your Abba Father through His Son guaranteed in the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember your baptismal foundation. Remember that God is at work through word and sacrament to breathe into you His life. Let that word of Christ dwell in you richly. Build on that identity. Build on the foundation of that. And one of the best ways that I've found in my life to do that is to always, as I read Scripture each day, ask two questions. The first is, what is God saying to me? I don't want to read the Bible as information. I don't want to read the Bible as something that was written to people back then. I want to read the Bible as God talking to me. So what is God saying to me? And secondly, what is the Holy Spirit empowering me to do? Because Jesus said what? You build your life on the foundation of my word, my truth. And the wise man then, the wise woman, puts it into practice. What is God saying to me? What is the Holy Spirit empowering me to do? Let's pray. It is marvelous how wonderful and amazing the work of salvation is that you have done for us, Heavenly Father, Abba Father, dear Daddy. It's amazing, Jesus, that you were willing to go to the full extent of placing yourself under the law 
so that you would pay the full price by which that law no longer held its condemning power. It's amazing that, Holy Spirit, you would breathe into us each day new life, new creation, new beginning, new power for mission and ministry, new life in Jesus. All that we can say is what we've been saying this morning in worship. Praise to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen.